0: Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for August 18, 2016. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. We continue to heat things up uh, off the mainland. Hawaii and Alaska kicking off the 2016 season over the last couple of weeks. And now we get some more of the teams coming in. The the big preseason kickoff games in Florida. We've got Alabama, Kentucky, Tennessee. Lots of states getting things heated up. And then uh, next weekend, it all falls into place as pretty much all 50 states. Begin the 2016 high school football season. We have a great show for you tonight to whet your appetite three big guests on the show. We're going to have a great story coming out of Chicago to start things off. Uh, Phillips Academy, we talked about them last year, a 4A school which is kind of middle of the pack in Illinois that plays eight championship games. Troy McAllister came there in 2010. It was barely a high school football program, not lots of support from the Chicago public school system which is uh, kind of suffering economically. The community that he's in, I'm pretty much all african-american has its own struggles a very poor neighborhood and wow within just about six years troy McAllister and a great staff they have turned things around last year winning a 4a state championship the year before that they were state runner-ups and troy McAllister is going to join us here and talk about uh, the incredible run plus how they can be helped out they're still struggling money is uh, not uh, flowing freely into the, uh, the CPS there. And uh, Troy's going to talk to us about how you can go to their GoFundMe page and See if we can kind of help out everybody there in the Chicago, Chicago public school system. Phillips Academy taking center stage on the top interview tonight. And then talking about uh, top, uh, the tops in the high school football America. Uh, top 25, mythical national champs, three years running. 2012, it was the opinion poll. They shared the national championship with John Curtis. And then, for two straight years, under our algorithm, under our computer rankings, 2013 and 2014, Allen wins the mythical national championship, and they had their sights on a fourth straight last year, got to the state semifinals where they lost to Westlake, but Terry Gamble, the new head coach at Allen, taking over. Coming back home, as a matter of fact, when Tom Westerberg was there and the school won its first state championship under Westerberg, uh, Terry Gamble, who went on to uh, Midway and uh, Waco, he was the defensive coordinator. He's back. Tom has moved on to Barbers Hill, and Allen, well, they're always going to be good, and they are ranked. Uh, number 14 in the preseason high school football america top 25 uh, number 18 in usa today's super 25 so terry gamble is going to join us a little bit later in the show and then we're going to head north of the border first time ever on high school football america we're going to talk about high school football In Canada, and we're going to do that with Kelsey McKay, the head coach at Vincent Massey in Winnipeg. A great program that he's built there in eight years since he began it. And uh, we're going to talk about the championship he won last year and educate everybody on the way they play high school football in Canada. Uh, Very different than uh, America, but... Vincent Massey has come down here to play a team uh, from America. They've also been in Hawaii to play American football. Uh, They actually play American and CFL rules in in Canada, although uh, Vincent Massey plays uh, Canadian Football League rules. There are parts of the country, you'll learn, where uh, they actually play American rules like in British Columbia. So uh, It's going to be interesting to talk to uh, Kelsey McKay about high school football in Canada. going to be a great show throughout the evening. Hope uh, you sit back and enjoy it. If you miss any of tonight's show, You can always uh, pick it up in our archives. All of our shows since we began back in July of 2011, they are free for you on our website at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Hey, still a a day to sign up and have a shot to win a free year of crossover. Game film breakdown for free from crossover and High School Football America. All you have to do is sign up for a demo. It's real easy. All you have to do, and we're going to tweet this out, but if you want to do it right now, you better do it. You've only got about 24 hours to register to become eligible for a free year of crossover, just go to crossover that's with a k crossover.com forward/hsFA. That's right, do it by tomorrow. And you will become eligible for a free year of crossover and what a savings that will be not only monetarily, but also time. you know how long it takes to break down that game fill and tag and oh crossover does it for you and they do it well. Jason Strunk at Lubbock, the head coach at uh, Lubbock High School, who writes the turnaround for us, talked about it last year on the show, blogged about it. It actually, he feels, saved him about $10,000 last year and allowed the coaches to do what they do best, which is coach. So check him out. Crossover, that's crossoverwithak.com forward slash HSFA. Tomorrow at midnight, is the deadline to register for a free year of crossover. That'll give you that competitive edge. And speaking of a competitive edge, that's what Echo gives you, echo1612.com. They invented the instant replay sideline system, and they're now in college football as well as they teamed up with Exos for the 2016 college football season. But it's been on the high school sidelines for several years, Chad Cargill and company. In uh, Oklahoma City there created this cutting edge technology coaches designing technology for coaches it doesn't get any better than that and you can get that instant replay that you need on show don't tell them anymore show your players what they're supposed to be doing if if uh an XYZ player said he ran the right route well you can show him if he did or didn't or if he missed the block it's all there for you. Echo1612.com. You can get to Echo and Crossover by clicking on our banner ads at High SchoolFootballAmerica.com. And uh, speaking of uh, clicking through and getting uh, some cool stuff, the good folks at Southern Sports, the TDI Razor, the Debris Inhibitor Razor, they've been around with us for about three years now, might even be four, I've come to think of it. And keep those pesky rubber pellets from Field Turf out of your shoes and get that great look of spatting without the high cost of tape. And tape is expensive. Trust me, at $4 a roll, and the TDI Razor and about 20 great colors will uh, last all year long. You can't beat this. You get a discount if you use the code HSFA. Go to Razor with a U, R-A-Z-U-R, dot com to learn more. Also want to uh, let you know that you can check out all the scores that are happening this weekend live as they happen from our good folks at ScoreStream. They are powering our scoreboards. Once again this year, we've got our Top 25 scoreboard. We've got our state-by-state scoreboards. And you can score along if you're at the game. It's real easy to do, and it's a lot of fun. Just go to Google Play or the iTunes Store to download the app, and you will be able to score along and let everybody know how your favorite team is doing. And our final sponsor tonight, USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2016, USA Today High School Sports and High School Football America teaming up to give you a great national and Southern California Coverage. Learn more by going to USA Today HSS.com. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're heading to the city of Chicago, the windy city where Phillips Academy just really brought a lot of pride to the city. As last year, Phillips Academy went from nowhere about four or five years prior to winning the 4A state championship. Troy McAllister, when we come back, you're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding ECHO 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The ECHO Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, ECHO works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously. You'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field Turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house the debris inhibitor razor is made in America it's 70 percent nylon and 30 percent spandex making it extra lightweight and very durable and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee the debris inhibitor razor covers just the right amount of a player shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight it's fully customizable machine washable and more importantly it's easy to get on and off the Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra Bigfoot, Extra Large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi all SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the debris inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razer spelled with a U, at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in. It's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out HSS.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2016, USA Today High School Sports and High School Football America teaming up to give you great national coverage and specific coverage from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Well, we start the uh, show tonight in the city of Chicago, a place where I've lived twice uh, during my time. Trish Hoffman grew up there, as you know, and... Uh, it's a it's a it's a city that's very very uh, been very good to us, and we in, enjoy going there. And family still there. And uh, a wonderful story has uh, has bubbled out of the south side there in the Bronzeville neighborhood. Uh, Phillips Academy, a team that over the last two years has kind of overcome some odds, uh, running uh, state runner up uh, two years ago in Class Four A. There's eight classifications in Illinois, and then last year becoming the first Chicago public school to ever win a state football championship and Troy McAllister is the head coach of Phillips Academy and he joins us now to talk about uh, what was a a great season last year uh, some of the struggles to do what they've been able to do and overcome and uh, how we can help them out a little bit and Troy's on the line right now welcome to the show coach Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be here. Yeah, and let's uh, you know, like I said, we're going to set a scene here. Uh, obviously, the state championship with with something very special last year, uh, but I, I, more more important to just winning the championship is what you guys had to overcome. And I'm not sure that if I just toss you this softball of a question, you can paint the entire picture. But for our listeners out there uh, that don't understand what uh, Phillips Academy had to do to win that championship last year, whether it's you know walking a distance to a practice field or, or some of the other things you've done with not a lot of money. Could you kind of paint that picture a little bit for the listeners?
1: Sure. Uh, I think first first and foremost, you have to look in, in the city of Chicago with as much landlocked as there is. Uh, we don't have, and the majority of schools, don't have their own plant fields. Uh, so one of the things our young men have to do on a daily basis is we walk down to a, a neighborhood park, uh, which is about three-quarters of a mile from the school. So every day... You know, after team meetings and, and everything, we, the boys walk down to the park and we have our practice there. Uh, we also were lucky enough to be able to play our home games at that field. But with it being in a, in a park district and an open park, we actually don't receive a gate or a concession stand there. There's no fence surrounding the field where you can actually charge a gate. So that being said, you know, you don't get a gate, but there is the positives to it. And that it is an open community event and great things can happen. Uh, and it's something positive in our community. Within our school, uh, approximately 95% of our students are, consi- are on free or reduced lunch. Um, you know, the, the daily challenges that those young men face in terms of, you know, where they're going to put their head at night, where their next meal is coming from. Um, do they have the, the school supplies? Do they have the, the things required, cleats, um, proper, you know, attire for, for football practice? Do they have those things? That's a daily struggle for some of our young men. And that all being said, um they the last two to three years have really taken things to another level and we've been able to been able to achieve success that's never been seen before in the Chicago publicly.
0: And you want to point out some of the things about Phillips. Uh, Nat King Cole, uh, Sam Cooke, uh, uh, Pulitzer Prize winning uh, poet, uh, Gwendolyn Brooks, all uh, going to uh, Phillips Academy here on the south side of Chicago with Troy McAllister tonight, head coach at uh, at Phillips. Uh, the reigning uh, 2015 4A champs in in Illinois. Uh, a, a big feat. No other public school in uh, in uh, Chicago has, has won a state championship. They did it. And you talk about the, the, the poor of the neighborhood and, and some of the other things, um, you come in there. It's predominantly African American. You're a you're a white guy from Canada. Put it quite bluntly. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you arrive on the south side of Chicago to coach a high school football team.
1: Uh, long story short, uh, essentially came to Chicago uh, for a job fair at the United Center. Um, was blessed enough to, to to get a job out of there and spent a few years trying to find a, a teaching position in a football program. Uh, in 2000, July of 2010, um, Phillips became a turnaround school, and it's, re- and it's run by a nonprofit organization, the Academy for Urban School Leadership, and they took over the school. Uh, every employee in the building was let go, and a new principal was brought in, and he had the ability to hire his own staff. And I, I was kind of put it that I was hired because nobody else wanted that job. Uh, Phillips was considered the second worst school in the state of Illinois Mm. at the time. And I really got it because I had a plan and the principal saw it and and we went through an interview presentation and he believed in what I was doing. He knew it was different and he was willing to take a risk. And because of that, um, he gave me an opportunity and I wasn't willing to let that opportunity go to waste. Um, You know, in terms of the, The race difference, being at a prominently African-American school and myself being a a white coach. I really don't think that comes into play when we're preaching family in our program and we're about building trust. So the young men in the program know each and every day that I'm going to be there. And no matter what, I do have their back. We do have our arguments. We do have our disagreements. But at the end of the day, we all love each other and we're there for each other.
0: Talking Phillips Academy football tonight on High School Football America. They won the state championship last year. We're going to talk about this year's team, but trying to set a, a paint a picture here for the listeners of what's going on there on the south side of Chicago and what uh, Coach McAllister and his entire staff have done to uh, to turn this around. You mentioned how bad the school was. You're, you're talking there, obviously, from an academic st- standpoint. How bad was the football program when you take over?
1: Uh, I think just- uh, words really can't describe how bad it was. Uh, we, our first practice in 2010, there was 12 players. Um, I think that was one of the few times where I questioned, "What am I doing?" Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, I like, I'm a big planner, so everything in my practice is laid out. This is how I want it to be. This is how it runs. It's on a schedule, and you go to that practice and you realize there's no practice plan for 12. 12 players it's difficult so you're kind of trying to just build it up you know and we slowly you know just took our time and then built it step by step game by day, game day by day and you know in terms of the school it, it was it was a very similar process i, I always talk about there was cages on the stairwell and when you walked in and you saw those cages it didn't remind you of a school it was kind of one of the things like this shouldn't happen in a school, and that was one of the very first things our, our original principal did was to get those pages up. Um, we implemented a zero tolerance policy right away, and that helped. I mean, you have your struggles because all of a sudden there's a new set of rules, and there's no, you know, gray area to those rules. And then as we've gone along, you know, you kind of, you know, adjust as you go, and it's made a huge difference. And now academically, our school is producing, in the past two years we've sent six players qualified to Division One schools um, and this year we have three more with Division One offers already
0: that is those fantastic those offers, those
1: kids don't go to school unless they academically qualify I think that's the big misconception in, in athletics is that oh well, the kids just could yeah they're, they're great football players but they have to be sound academically in order to go to school, not just receive an offer but actually go to school
0: wow it's just congratulations on all of the things that I'm going to hear out of your mouth coming up here over the next ten minutes or so as we do this interview. We're talking with uh, Coach Troy McAllister, head coach uh, in Chicago. The Chicago public school system uh, has its issues, but a, a shiny uh, gem came out last year in uh, in the state championship win in 4A for uh, Phillips Academy, and uh, Troy and his staff did that. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions here about both players and staff. So you have 12 players. You guys are up to? Did you say you're around 90 for for this? Season? Is that accurate to say? You're-
1: yeah, we're we're we uh, just started our training camp on Monday, uh, August eighth, and you know we're in around ninety players right now, uh, and that's not even within you know some of those freshmen that show up the first week of school. We don't start school till after Labor Day, um, so that's not including some of those freshmen that are going to show up. Uh, which, so we're excited. Uh, we're we're busting at the seams <laughs> in terms of our our equipment and everything we have, but it's a good problem to have. Yeah, uh, you know, the more we're, we're a 600 student school, uh, so you know, break that in half, approximately 300 male students. The more we have in the area we are we are located in, the better it is for those young men. It gives them an option to stay off the street. It yeah. gives them something to be proud of. It doesn't necessarily, you know. Not all these kids are going to be great football players and receive scholarships, but it's giving them something positive to do. And there's no other sport, in my opinion, that relates to life as much as football. How many times in the game of football you get knocked down and you get back up? And that is essentially what life is about. You fall down and you get back up and you keep fighting.
0: Yeah, well said. And and my question about 12 to 90 is, you know, what, what was the message? I mean, was it kind of word of mouth with the kids going, hey, coach, uh, you know, you got to come out. You gotta, you're saying to each other, you guys got to come out. Coach is doing these wonderful things. I mean, how did you grow that number from 12 to 90 in a community where, you know, plain and simple, the odds are against?
1: Yeah, I think the last few years that with the success we've had, uh, obviously with the state championship last year and two years ago being runner-ups and, and three years ago, we made the quarterfinals. Uh, as the success has come, that that average student that we have that maybe doesn't know about football is going to come out. Um, they're going to check it out because everybody you know, wants to be a part of something great. And and we do a pretty good job, I think, as a, as a coaching staff and as a school, of making those kids feel welcome and, and, and not only feel welcome, but also buying into what we're doing. And one of the biggest things I think was a change in our program was it went from coach accountability. So the coach is always, you know, calling up a player, hey, why aren't you in practice? Why aren't you doing this? Now it's into player accountability. And if somebody misses or something's going on, the players will hold each other accountable. And that makes so much more Mm -hmm. difference. You know, I can tell a kid he needs to do this, this, and this. And he looks at me, okay, coach, I got you. But when it comes from one of his teammates, one of his brothers, I feel that it has such a greater impact one of his peers just so much more impactful than coming from a coach
0: Yeah, I agree and and we're talking with Troy McAllister tonight head coach at Phillips Academy in uh, Chicago on the south side there won the 4A state championship last year a huge deal got lots of national publicity and then let's flip it over to the coaches and and talk about them a little bit Um, what was it like to go and recruit a staff because again you you didn't walk into the bed you're not saying hey this is the number one team in the country here folks how did you go find a staff
1: you know that that's the one the one difficult part is is trying to find a, a good staff and I think you know there's a fine line you know' it, it's, you, you want to find a good football coach, but you also need a good man uh, and, and I've met a bunch of guys who, who kind of have a little bit of both. you know that but it's trying to find what's the right fit and for us, I think first and foremost, you have to be a good man. Uh, I think the football side, you know you can get it you can teach it with, you can work together. And we've been blessed in our program. We have good men and good football minds, and you put that together, and it's great for our young men. Uh, we're we're blessed to have four people in our building on our staff. Uh, I have a couple of Chicago firefighters on our staff who work on a volunteer basis with us, and they are unbelievable in what they do and how they help out. And then you know you just kind of find more and more people, and, and as we've built up we and start building something special. Now it, it, now people want to kind of join in and help out. And I think this year is going to be the biggest coaching staff we've ever had, and we're going to have 10 coaches. Uh, and that's huge. We have five stipends for coaches in, Chicago, in the Chicago Public League. Uh, you go to some suburban and Catholic school programs, they have up to 14 mm. stipends for coaches. So it's it's different for us here. And to get 10 coaches and to get coaches willing to volunteer their time, Uh, some of them with family. So they're giving up their family time because they buy into what we're doing as a program. And that's uh, that comes from all of us. You know, I wish, you know, I'd love to sit here and say, oh, it's all because of me, and that's the last thing from the truth. I'm not the brightest person in the world, and I surrounded myself with really smart people. And because of that, we're having our success.
0: Very well said, and uh, that's—I uh, have no doubt—in the couple of days that I have gotten to meet you, uh, why the success is there, and congratulations to you and your staff on that, of course. So let's um, let's talk about—you um, talked about stipends there. We've, we've kind of uh, mentioned at the top—it's an extremely poor neighborhood. Ninety-five percent of the kids getting free or, or, or less priced lunches. Um, you, you're you're kind of doing with a little uh, chewing gum and 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 that uh, at times I think to keep it together. Sp- <laughs> Spit and chewing gum. I mean, uh, again, uh, I, I know what the story is, but it's better coming out of your mouth. I mean, you were telling a story the other day that when it comes to cleats, uh, you're washing cleats and they're coming around. I mean, tell that story. It's. I don't want to steal it. I mean, this is kind of the heart, uh, folks, of of what Coach McAllister has to go through with his staff there. Explain to the listeners.
1: So at the end of every season, uh, we, we try to do a cleat collection. Um so maybe maybe it's one of the kids who has their own cleats and we try. To, maybe they, they donate them back to the team. And what I do is I take all those cleats. If we put them in the washing machine, wash them out, put them in my own little rack um, <laughs> and have them there. And then the next season when the players come out, they get to go into that rack. And if they don't have cleats, they, they go in and pick out the best they can. Uh, I know last year, and, and I was telling you before, Jeff, we had, we had a young man who kind of blew his his cleat out. And he he didn't let us know for a day. And I saw him one day, and he was kind of running funny. And I realized he had a big hole in his shoe. Uh, So, you know, the joke became that, you know, his dogs are woofing. And we kind of went with, you know, then you have to obviously replace those. And and it's not the the best process in the world to to have police, but it's what we have to make do with. And uh, we do our best to to outfit our young men and everything that we can and try to provide them every advantage that, other football programs in America has.
0: Right. And, and, and funding uh, in the state of Illinois is tough, uh, especially for the public school system that trickles down to you guys, which means it's not really trickling down to you. It may not even be there at all. So you got to think out of the box to, to raise money and raise funds. You don't have a booster club, as we were uh, talking about the other day. So you started a GoFundMe page, and uh, there, there's been some cool stuff that came out of that. I know the original idea was for the GoFundMe page to, to feed the kids, because your kids are uh, living in a, an area that's really kind of called a, a food desert Although I know you have a supermarket that's going to open up there soon, but not good nutrition on their part. So you started for that. Someone hops in, and now you got the GoFundMe page doing other things. So explain to the the listeners the idea between behind the uh, the GoFundMe page and how they can help you out and and hop in and maybe uh, become a little bit of a part of uh, the great story there at Phillips Academy.
1: Yeah, I mean one of the things I was saying earlier was we're trying to provide the high school experience for our young men, uh, the high school football experience that is, and, and it's different in. Chicago. I don't know. It's not a bad or a good difference. It's just different. So the usual, you know, the Friday night lights, and you get the team meal before and you're together. It just is sometimes different. You know, you, you could end up with a Thursday four o'clock time slot for a game, or a Saturday, you know, two thirty or, or Saturday ten a.m. Just depending on where the schedule is, because not every school has a facility to play at. So we have shared CPS um, stadiums. So one thing we try to say, hey, a team meal is a necessity, we felt, for team building, for the bonding component, and then also to make sure our young men are properly nourished. Uh, with, you know, some of their their economic, social, and economic status, it's difficult to ensure that they were eating the night before or the day of the game. So the team meal, one of our assistant coaches brought it to my attention, that said, hey, he was from the East Coast, and, and he said... Hey, I got a bunch of people back home that that want to help out with the team, but they don't know how. He's like, I did some research, and he found GoFundMe. He's like, I think we can do this, and you know, he goes, I can share this on on my Facebook, on my Twitter, and it, and it just spreads it out. And he goes, I can get it all of them, and then they can go online and donate. And we don't have a boost, a traditional booster club. It's it's difficult to get into in, in the Chicago public. We in Chicago public schools, it's a long, a, a long process. It's difficult. And then, you know, you're just trying to fundraise. And in our community, there's not as much money as we would like. So, you know, you're kind of beating on doors of people that maybe are less fortunate and asking them to help out when they need something in their own home. So GoFundMe allowed us to have a much broader spectrum. And last year, we were able to raise enough money to have all our team meals taken care of. This year, we went about it with the same, hey, we want it. This is great. Let's try it again. Hopefully we can get some of the same people donating into the program. We had a restaurant in our, in our area, uh, Bob Lattice at Noby's beef. And he, he called me when he saw an article and he's like, how has nobody stepped up and, and, and taking care of you guys? I was like, you know, Hey, times are tough. And he just said, look, I got you. I'm going to provide you all your team meals. Uh, he's going to give us trays of pasta for every game this year and then hot dogs for active again. Um, so, obviously, that's easy for me. <laughs> I mean, how, how great is that? I, I mean, I was shocked in, in what I was hearing, and it took care of that. So then we said, hey, we do have other needs. Uh, so now we kind of uh, switched our me to say, hey, we want to take care of our, our young men in our program, starting with cleats. Um, one of the other things we were looking at is, you know, those team packs that just about every high school in America gets, mm-hmm. you know, with the shorts, with the shirts, maybe, maybe a team hoodie, just something where they represent their school and they have their practice gear or when they go out on the weekend they can put it on so we're looking into to getting some of those and and I, I get a lot of people have to pay for those and, and that's understandable but some of our young men don't have that ability and it's the majority of our young men and then also we, we go to practice and I think it was something the other something with basically a bag of balls and a couple of hand shields um, we don't have sleds we don't have all these extra tools that most other programs I think do take for granted So now we're looking at getting some of that coaching aids on the field, one of them being a two-man sled that we can have out and have the ability to use to, to kind of challenge and push our young men to an even greater level on the field.
0: And you can go to the GoFundMe page. I'm going to tweet it out. We're going to have it up on the website. You can see uh, the way you can do it. It's just a real easy click and help them out if you can. Uh, Phillips Academy doing wonderful things on the south side of Chicago with uh, some, some young men that are underprivileged, but they're doing big things. And it, it may be their only way out of the neighborhood. He's, uh, Coach McAllister and, and his staff taking the kids off the streets and giving them something. You can you heard what he said earlier about the number of kids that have gone on. So let's, let's dive into uh, last year and then get into this year. Uh, Um, I I can't even imagine what it must have felt like to win a 4A championship. I know you were there the year before runner up that had to leave a bad taste in your mouth, but can you put in words as you look back, I guess it's now been what eight, nine months or so what that was like. Can you, can you really put it in perspective for everyone and including yourself, maybe?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think as you stop and look back, you try to reflect on the historical significance of, of what happened. And, uh, Two years ago, we got smoked in the state championship game. Uh, just weren't ready for the big stage, uh, and I just remembered that that feeling. And it just was one of those one of those things you just want to get rid of, but you don't know how. Uh, so we, you know, you spend the whole off season trying to get rid of that feeling. And we got through, and the state championship game this year. Um, the other team. All-Top Catholics scored on their first drive of the game and just marched down and took us apart. And I had that icky feeling again. And I looked over at our, our defensive coordinator, Mike Larson, and just uh, looked at him and, and kind of like, what's going on? And he just kind of gave me the thumbs up. Like, it's okay, I got it. And I, right from that point there, it was just one of those weird feelings. The icky went away, and I knew this was it. And then as the game progressed, we ended up with a running clock in the state championship game. <laughs> uh, so kind of that fourth quarter was just it was funny because you're trying to figure out let's make sure we get everybody in, give them this opportunity and so I'm doing that and then all of a sudden I got hit with the Gatorade and uh, that's when it kind of sunk in once that freezing cold uh, you know Thanksgiving weekend in northern Illinois isn't one of the the most pleasant (laughs) temperatures to experience when you get an ice bucket dumped on you and it kind of just started to set in and then when the final horn went and you saw a young man run on the field, I stopped and watched him and to see that joy, that sense of I gave everything I had and I was successful. Uh, that's one been one of our biggest chance, challenges in our program is getting kids to fully buy in and get everything they have and understand there's a risk for failure. Uh, and to see them have, take on that risk of failure and succeed and get to the highest points that they can get in their high school football career was unbelievable, and their reaction. was was absolutely priceless. And it's an experience that they can have the rest of their lives and and understanding the historical side and being the first Chicago public league team to ever win a football state championship.
0: Yeah, uh, and by the way, you're Canadian. You should be able to take that cold bath there in the <laughs> out there in northern Illinois in the, in the middle of uh, November there. But uh, Coach Troy McAllister on the line. Um, so now the now the question is, uh, you know, back to back appearances in the state championship game. What does 2016 look like, and and, and where's the drive to get back for a third time?
1: So okay. uh, we have 11 of 22 starters back. Uh, seven of them are on a defensive side of the ball. So I feel really Strong about the defensive side. Uh, we're led up the middle by, by Chris Elmore, who's our defensive tackle on a Western Michigan commit, and then also our two safeties. Uh, Dexter Warren, who's a northern Illinois commit, has had a great off offseason. Uh, he, he's flying around, doing great things in our free safety and league ground. He's smaller in stature. He's about 5'8", 160 pounds, uh, but he puts us in the right place and makes sure everybody's lined up properly. Uh, he, and he's going to have a great senior season. And then on offense, uh, we, we return a, a yard, or 2200 yard rusher in Kamari Mosby. We're going to lean heavily on him early in the year.
0: So, so you know, talk about uh, motivation in camp and, and and not you know kind of resting on your laurels. What what are, what is the message to these kids? Like, yeah, okay, you did it once. That's great. You made history. How do we make it more history?
1: Uh, one of the things I did early on was our to be senior class. Uh, was to kind of challenge them and say, last year's senior, their legacy was a state championship. This is your senior year. What is your legacy going to be? You know, if you, if you want to rely on that state, say, hey, you know, I want to be a state champion my senior year. Uh, it really started to build up some of that motivation, and then they just started pushing each other. And you could see it in the weight room. You could see it, whatever they were doing, they just started pushing each other, even in school, academically, you know so so many of them to make sure one you know they're, they're academically eligible to play, and then two that they have the ability to get the scholarship.
0: Tell tell me a little bit. You mentioned how many kids you had go to D one. You've got some some kids that are having offers this year. Um, certainly, in in this day and age of internet and everything else and ranking services, it's easier to find kids. But I would assume that the recruiting process you know, on the south side of Chicago a bit different because different because most kids are probably or most teams are thinking, are there any kids over there? You know, in, in the CPS system. So how how did that all kind of develop for you guys at Phillips?
1: You know, I I think it's one of those those difficult things to, to figure out. Um, there's so much talent in Chicago Public League. And, and, and as we've grown, and, and obviously as you start winning more and more schools, start looking like, hey, what's going on there? There's got to be – I, I can say that we're the best coaching staff in, in Illinois. But at the end of the day, you do need a little bit of talent. So I think coaches are saying, hey, there's got to be some guys over there. And we really started pushing our young men to – to go to other levels and one of them was you know we started taking them different camps you know so Illinois and and Northern Illinois always do satellite camps at at a a spot in Chicago at a a gately stadium in Chicago so we started taking them there so they get get, can get a prep evaluation uh get have those things happening now we have a division two school that actually has a camp at at our place at our uh, park district field and from that we had five of our five of our players receive division two offers from that camp this summer uh it's just, and just try to spread word of mouth and then trying to obviously, you know, with the different services and, and rivals, Scout 247, ESPN, all of those, we're trying to get to know the right people so that when we do send film to them or we do ask for evaluations, that they'll, they'll respect our kids and take a look. You know, you'll want to get the more stars, the typically the more offers, but they won't. it's hard to get stars when you don't have an offer. So it's just trying to get our young men in the best possible spot. And we work really hard to do our best to make sure that they get opportunities.
0: Let's wrap up with what what you know the the real goals are here this year. Obviously, like you were saying earlier, you know it's not to just be a one time state champ and all that. But what do you want to see from this team on the practice field in fall camp that is going to let you know that it's ready to go after another one?
1: I, I think you just want to see that intensity. Uh, we we we're a little different in how we practice. Uh, we don't we don't use full pads ever and we don't tackle to the ground in practice. And I know it's, it's different than you, people are saying, well, it's high school football, I got to learn. Well, we, we're really big on in our, our tackling drills and technique and form and the fundamentals of tackling. You know, just making sure we're in the right spot, we have our hips set properly, our helmet, our shoulder pads. And I just want to see that intensity when we're in those little drills because we're not doing the full-out, hey, we're going to do a 10-minute live period and we're going to get after it. We don't do that. And then I want to just see in our, how are we mentally. Are we crisp? Are we sharp? And you know, obviously the first the you on camp the more. You get to see that. And ultimately going yeah, for the season. It's 1-0, right? We're looking at week one. We start, we want to go 1-0. We've had that last year. We started that, and, and we went 1-0. Then week two, it became 2-0. Uh, and we were blessed to have an undefeated season last year. So when we got to the state championship game, the goal was 14-0.
0: Well, here's hoping that uh, Phillips Academy can do it again this year, get to that 14-0, back to the state championship. Just a wonderful story occurring there on the south side of Chicago in the Bronzeville neighborhood. Uh, They're poor, but uh, they're rich when it comes to Uh, a coaching staff that loves these kids and the kids are buying into the story now. So please uh, go to their GoFundMe page to see if you can help out Phillips Academy and help those young men that are doing some really special things, um, history-making things on the south side of Chicago. going to tweet out also how you can go to their GoFundMe page. All right, so we're going to make a transition here from a team that basically doesn't have anything to a program in Texas that has... Everything it needs to be successful, including that beautiful stadium. We're going to Allen, Texas next to talk to Terry Gamble, the uh, head coach there, the new head coach, uh, former assistant there when they won their first championship under Tom Westerberg. Terry has taken over the program as Tom moved on to Barbers Hill outside of Houston. And the uh, Allen Eagles, number 14 in the High School Football America Top 25, Allen Eagle Football. When we come back, you're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an ipad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today this nfhs approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet coaches you'll gain a competitive edge by adding echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox how cool is this the echo instant replay sideline system works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus and this is an important point echo works without any cellular connection data plans or internet the list of high school football programs using echo 1612 system is growing daily meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage you don't want to be left out do you the echo 1612 advantage is simple echo plus an ipad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning seriously You'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass-playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70 percent nylon and 30 percent spandex making it extra lightweight and very durable and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly it's easy to get on and off. The debris inhibitor razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra Bigfoot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc., created the debris inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in. It's about what you do with that time that's crossover's biggest advantage it allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film check them out you're gonna love them you can sign up for a quick free demo at crossovercom forward slash football that's crossover with a k dot com forward slash football <laughs> USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out HSS.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2016, USA Today High School Sports and High School Football America teaming up to give you great national coverage plus special coverage from Southern California. Check them out at USA Today HSS. Com. Well, speaking of uh, the two of us, uh, we have the Allen Eagles from Texas, both ranked in the preseason top 25. We have them at number 14 in our algorithm. And uh, USA Today, the Super 25 with Jim Halley, they are ranked number 18. And uh, Terry Gamble is on the line. He is the new head coach at Allen, taking over after a very successful stint at Midway in Waco, Texas. He was the uh, defensive coordinator there. He knows what it's like to win a championship. He did with uh, Tom Westerberg when he was the D.C there tom has moved on of course to barbers hill and when uh terry was on the show earlier this year just after getting the job couldn't go into a lot of detail but now he's in the middle of camp and ready to kick off the 2016 season and he's on the line to talk to us right now welcome to the show coach
2: thank you very much honor to be on the show.
0: Well it's great to have you on here and let's just dive right into it Uh, like I said when you were on uh, whatever that was seven months ago or so uh, you you were brand new there even though you're not new to Allen. Tell us a little bit about camp so far and how it's gone uh, here in August.
2: Uh, It's gone extremely well. We've uh, just been in it now going into our second week and uh, we've had some really good practices we've been looking for the consistency and see if we can uh, maintain that. We're looking to, like every football team out there right now, worried about today and just getting better uh, each and every day that we practice.
0: And we're going to talk about a good uh, season opener coming up here in a few seconds. We're talking with Terry Gamble, head coach at Allen High School. Allen winning uh, three straight High School Football America Mythical National champs Championships under our algorithm. And, uh, Coach, one of the things that you talked about uh, back uh, when we talked to you last time was you, know, you were brought in because you do know the Allen system and it didn't need a whole lot of fixing and all that. What are some of the things maybe that have changed just sl- slightly under your reign so far?
2: Oh, I don't know how much because i wasn't here you know for six years for us a comparison i know that i just come in and uh what i'm expecting the players to do and that's to you know be young men on and off the field and then at the same time care about their teammates and uh do the little things that it takes to be successful on a daily basis that's what i'm looking for and you know i can't really worry about what took place in the past because it is in the past and uh We've got to move forward. I mean, whether I'm the head coach or Coach Westerberg or anybody's a head coach here at Allen this year, what everybody's looking for is what you can do now. (laughs) So that's what we're looking for. And uh, what, what can we do today at practice? I mean, that's what we're all about.
0: Let's get some of the names of the kids that are they're that coming back. I know Mitchell Jahnke had a, a good year last year uh, as a junior splitting time there with Seth Green. Uh, I know you've got a very good running back back. So let's talk a little bit about the offense first. Who are some of the kids that uh, you've liked in camp and and are expecting big things out of as far as leadership on the
2: offensive side? Well, the, the big deal, I mean, it, it's all about how well you can work as a unit on offense. I don't think it's about one person. I think it's a group of people. We've got talented receivers. Mitchell is back at quarterback. Uh, I think that uh, the whole thing centers around your offensive line, how well that they can run, block, pass, protect, and then your receivers. We've got plenty of receivers. We've got some really, really talented ones. We've, We've got two deep there. So we can put a lot of kids out on the field. We can do a lot to uh, uh, from a run-pass game. I mean, it's just all about us executing.
0: And and let's get a couple of kids in here. I know Greg Little has graduated, gone on to Ole Miss, but you've got some good kids up front there. Let's get the, the guys up front a little bit of pub here. Who Who's up front that, that should be the guys that lead this offense? Because, like you said, it starts up front.
2: Yeah, uh, we had a, a young man that uh, – at center and that's where it starts with your snap, uh, uh, Aaron Longberg, he has had a great spring and off season. And then Will Sherman, our right tackle, uh, is committed to Colorado. So, uh, there's numerous young men up there that we're looking to do great things. Uh, all of them have got to work together and, uh, they've had a great, great camp.
0: Okay. Let's go on to the defensive side. Some of the leaders on the defense for us.
2: Uh, on defense, I think it starts with your middle linebacker, Moosey Tupo. He's back. He's a returner starter, and he's done a great job. He is a leader. And then uh, back in the secondary, you've got Jalen Ellis as a returning starter. And uh, we're looking for big things out of Cole Maxwell at the defensive tackle, Cody, uh, Cody Dillard at defensive end. And, and it's the same thing. in. All of them have got to communicate, and work together. You cannot play defense as individual. It takes so much communication and, and things like that. So they've all done a great job. I'm looking for big things from our defense uh, because just, that's what really and truly wins ball games in our uh, now the way the game is played. Because the game is played from sideline to sideline. It's not played between the hashes, and you've got to be really, really talented on defense to have a great football team yep,
0: spread them out and go at it that's the best way to put that's it. we've right. we got terry gamble <laughs> on the line the head coach at allen high school tonight in allen texas getting ready to open the season a big one against hoover but before we get to that coach i know you weren't there last year but obviously uh, we had tom on uh... you know at the end of the streak that was something that uh... everyone there in the allen community very happy with um... the kids that are are returning is there any a little bit of fire in the belly because of that last year no one wants to see a streak like that end, but uh, have they been able to use that as motivation? Are you using that as a coaching staff as motivation to to kind of you know get beyond that and, and get back to what they like, which is you know those zeros in the loss column?
2: Right. No, we really don't talk about it. What we talk about is uh, this football season. What can we do now, and uh, what is this team going to do? Because, like I mentioned earlier, it's not about what we have done around here in Allen. In the past, whether it be 08 and everything, Coach Westerberg and his staff, they did an unbelievable job, had a lot of wins, a lot of success. But at the same time, that's not going to win us any football games uh, today or tomorrow. And uh, so what we've got to do is we've got to focus on what it takes to be a great football team for this year and uh, at practice.
0: I know you inherited the schedule uh, with uh, you know opening with Hoover from Alabama, great team there. Evangel Christian from Louisiana as well. Tell me a little bit about the approach to to both of those games because you know we know the the pride in Texas, especially when you go out of state. Uh, How are you approaching that? What are you talking about to the kids as far as uh, Hoover? And let's start there.
2: Well, Hoover uh, has been known uh, nationally throughout the years. They'll be a great football team, well coached. Uh, But at the same time, uh, the Allen Eagles, we've got to worry about ourselves. We cannot worry about Hoover. We cannot worry about Evangel. We've got to worry about what Allen's going to do. When we snap the football on offense, we've got to make it a great play. We've got to execute. We've got to block. We've got to do the things that it takes to be successful defensively. We've got to be a great team that gets to the football, creates turnovers, and does the things that it takes for the Allen Eagles to win. I mean, we, we cannot worry about who we're playing.
0: Terry Gamble on the line, wrapping up the interview with him here, talking about the Allen Eagles from Texas, uh, three straight years, winning our Mythical National Championship, that opener against Hoover uh, just around the corner, uh, 26th of this month. So here's the last question then. What do you want to see out of this team between now and the 26th that lets you know that they're ready and, 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 and can do what you expect them to do in 2016?
2: I'd like to see a uh, football team that takes care of the football, that blocks well, that tackles well, that creates turnover. And more importantly, I would like to see a great football team just play with a lot of energy and enthusiasm because that's the way the game's played. I think if you can do those things, I think you'll be highly successful on any given night.
0: Well, Coach, thank you so much for taking time out of I Know What is a very busy schedule right now to join us and look forward to keeping up with you guys throughout the season. Have a great year. Thank you so much. Very welcome. Taking a break, coming back, going to Canada. Yeah, a little high school football in Canada. That next on High School Football (laughs) America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current, booth, and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or Internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously. You'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at echo1612.com. Field turf Rubber Pellets Be Gone! The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house the debris inhibitor razor is made in America it's 70 percent nylon and 30 percent spandex making it extra lightweight and very durable and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee the debris inhibitor razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight it's fully customizable machine washable and more importantly it's easy to get on and off the debris inhibitor razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the debris inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. if you're scouting your opponents without crossovers game film breakdown platform you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition crossover service lets you upload game film from your hard drive video camera or other websites like huddle their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's crossover's biggest It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out HSS.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again, this season, USA Today High School Sports teaming up with High School Football America to bring you great national coverage and coverage from Southern California. Check out all the stories in the Super 25 each and every Monday at USA usatodayhss.com. Well, for the first time ever, we're going to go north of the border. Yes, they play more than hockey in Canada. They actually play high school football. And there's a lot of teams and there's a good league in Winnipeg. And we're going to talk with one of the championship coaches from last season, uh, Kelsey McKay, the uh, head coach at uh, Vincent Massey Collegiate High School. And he's on the line to school us a little bit. We're also going to have some fun talking about a guy that we uh, we know, uh, a good friend, Jeff Steinberg, here in Southern California, who coaches at Rancho Verde. But uh, we're going to talk a lot about the Canadian game and how different it is from the American game. And Vincent Massey has even played some American teams, which makes for an interesting thing during practice week for his kids. So welcome to the show, Coach. Uh, happy to talk Talk a little Canadian high school football here.
3: <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure for sure.
0: Well, this is a lot of fun, and I was glad you hit me up on Twitter uh, earlier this year, and I thought, well, you know, this is more than, uh, you know, just talking about the big stars and all that high school football. America is always about storytelling. So let's tell the story here of Canadian high school football. I know it's different. How different is it for the listeners out there?
3: Okay. Well, uh it's you know, just like the CFL, uh we use the Canadian Football League rules, uh a little bit slightly modified, but pretty much the same. So we got twelve twelve uh players on the field, the field is uh wider, it's sixty five yards wide, it's you know, hundred and ten from goal line to goal line with twenty yard end zone. So it's a pretty big field. Uh, you know, we use that a lot. We have um you know, everybody on offense can be moving except the five linemen. Uh, they can be moving forward or sideways with the exception of the two eligible guys who are on the line, but they can also be moving up and down the line. So there's a lot of motion in our game. Uh, so it puts a little bit more pressure on the defense uh, to sort of move and adjust with us before the snap. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot different that way. You know, special teams, um, the, we return all the punts. Uh, there is no fair catch. Uh, You have to give up uh, a five-yard sort of halo around the ball carrier as he's catching the ball. A chance for uh, an opportunity to return a punt all the time. So it's, uh, you know, there's a few different kinds of things. Uh, We have single points, you know, if a missed field goal, you know, and it goes through the end zone, you can score a point still instead of the three. You know, uh, last year, our junior varsity team, uh didn't really have a good enough punter to punt it through the end zone. as was the last play of the game, but they had a good field goal kicker who had a good leg. So um we didn't think he could hit the field goal, but we asked him to drive it into the corner of the end zone. And uh the the goal was to kick it in there and hopefully they miss it and then they pick it up and we tackled him in the end zone before he could get out. We scored the point on the last play and won the game. So there's a you know, there's a few different kind of uh, you know, uh, twerks to the game compared to to what um, you know,
0: is down in the U.S. And, and let's give uh, people an idea. Again, like I said, everybody knows, you know, Canada's big uh, export is hockey, but, uh, you know, with, uh, yeah. with with high school football. Um, so, And I know you built the program from the, the ground up. It's in its eighth year. Um, what, what's the typical size of your program? Where did you start? How big is it now as far as numbers-wise?
3: Uh, well, we have uh, anywhere between 90 and 100 kids playing. Uh, we have two teams now. We have varsity and a junior varsity team. We have approximately 50 players on a varsity team and between 40 and 45 on our JV. Um, you, you know, and, you know, coaching staff of between 20 and 25. Uh, we're, you know, we started with a, a group of, I think, 50 back in our first year. And, uh, you know, we've grown a lot. We we travel quite a bit. We've been down to the States. Uh, we've been down to Los Angeles to play Coach Steinberg's team at Santiago Diego before he we went to Rancho Verde. We've also been down, uh, we've also been to Hawaii twice. Uh, played Leila Mighty Mules on the island of Oahu. And also last year in the Big Island, we played the KLAK Wave Riders. And we're actually quite fortunate enough and did very well and, and actually beat them in an exhibition game. So, That that was a really neat experience, all three of those, to go down south and play as well. So we're we're pretty excited about what we do with our program and give different experiences to our young men before they leave our program.
0: Very cool. Kelsey McKay on the line tonight on High School Football America talking about uh, Canadian high school football. Uh, They're part of the uh, Winnipeg High School Football League. Uh, Vincent Massey is the school that he's coaching and program he's built. They won a championship last year. And and just based (laughs) on the fact that you mentioned that you play CFL rules, you, you come here to America to play. <laughs> how, how, what's that How do you get the kids to kind of change their brain and 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 rewire themselves for that one game?
3: Well, it's it is a little different. Like we have our field marked obviously for our game when we when we're practicing, but we you know we bring out all the cones and we sort of try to give them perspective on the the size of the end zone and we bring in the sidelines and. You know, it it really can change our game a lot. Like, I mean, all the motion that I mentioned, all our guys have to be still. Only one guy can be moving. He can't be moving forward. There's a lot of different little, you know, wrinkles. And it's. But I think it's actually a little bit easier to go from Canadian to, to U.S. versus U.S. to Canadian just because, um, you know, especially on the defensive part, our, our, you know, I know that the U.S. teams sort of go, well, we're not really comfortable with all that kind of motion to see because that's not normally what they see with us, um, it's easier to sort of take away the motion a little bit. Mm -hmm. But our guys still have that tendency to move and want to move forward. So, you know, there's a bit of an adjustment, but it's sort of fun for the guys. They really do focus in because, you know, it's – it's a it's a totally different experience, but we're not doing it for the whole season. We're only really practicing a week or two before we play. But it has been, you know, it, it's it's it is a lot of fun for them. Yeah. That's for sure.
0: And I I would imagine, uh, unlike uh, the American coach, uh, when you when you do play the American team, uh, the first couple of illegal procedure penalties probably don't drive you nuts. You just go, huh, oops. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We're just a of we're just sort of rolling. We'd sort of laugh a little bit, and you know, the guys work at it. They. You know, last year I thought we 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 handled ourselves really really well when we were out on the Big Island, and uh, you know there were you know the coach the, the you know we would um, the refs would sort of say, hey coach, can you talk to them? And it's like absolutely. I mean, you know, they're still kids, they're excited, they're playing the game, and sometimes they, they forget where they. You know, sort of the, sort of that transition.
0: Yeah, no. You know, from one to the other makes sense. Kelsey McKay on the line, head coach at Vincent Massey High School. Uh, the Winnipeg High School Football League is what they play in. And uh, one of the other things you mentioned, you gave kind of the overview of of the rules and all that. You also said there are some sections like British Columbia and that that actually play American yeah. high school rules, which is kind of cool. Explain that.
3: Yeah, um, there's a there's a small pocket in actually uh, southwest ontario South, uh, West Ontario down around I think Hamilton and or Waterloo around those parts, but primarily out in BC they also play uh, American high school football. I, I really I have not really heard exactly why that is, but all their pee wee and and pop Warner, you know, all those lower levels, amateur levels, and then past high school, above high school, junior and university. Uh, they play out in British Columbia CFL Canadian rules, but at the high school level they play American rules. I'm not exactly sure the history on that, but that's how it's always been. Now they do have one they do have one university out there, Simon Fraser, who I think plays NAIa mm-hmm. uh, that does that is in British Columbia. But for the most part, it's an interesting kind of thing. We we've gone out there to play with my old school over at Churchill High School and played a team out in Kelowna. And we played on the Canadian field, but you can see the lines for the American field. And and so we, you know, we we played uh, American even when we went out to play uh, to Kelowna out in British Columbia.
0: You're getting a real education here, listeners tonight, from oh. uh, Kelsey McKay about Canadian high school football, and we're going to get some kids' names in here in a second and talk about the league. But I have to ask you one more question before we get into that, which is: uh, Okay, so you got your high school league here, and, and we know about the CFL. Yeah. What's what's the collegiate program, uh, the collegiate programs like uh, in, in Canada?
3: Oh, I, you know what? They've really, really evolved over the last number of years. It's really become a, a really You know, a really big part of, uh, you know, university, you know, life kind of thing out in Canada. It's been very much more high profile. Uh, Actually, you know, right now in camp with uh, the New Orleans Saints is a a former Manitoba bison who just graduated last year, David Anyamada. You know, so there's a lot of good Canadians who are playing down in the States. And, and, you know, that have done really well up here in in university, Uh, CIS football, Canadian collegiate uh, sports. And uh, so the sports, uh, the the football here is really really good. I I would say it's on a, on a level the top teams in Canada would be up around your Division two, uh, kind of programs down in the U.S.
0: sort of right around that level.
3: Interesting. Yeah, cool. I've already compared to that by CIS
0: coaches a few times. You're you're the ambassador for Canadian high school football tonight, <laughs> and a collegiate program in the CFL. I guess we're talking with Kelsey McKay, the head coach at Vincent Massey. And uh, I was joking. I, I have one more question before we delve into the team. We were joking about you know hockey being the, the number one export yeah. there, sport wise. How uh, enthusiasm wise, enthusiasm wise, you know, uh, hockey versus football. Can, can you weigh the two, or is that unfair for me to ask a Canadian that question?
3: Uh, no, you know what hockey is is one of those things that you just sort of you're just sort of grown into when, when you're a little kid and it's it's a I mean, it's very much our our game. There's no doubt about that. I mean I played for years myself. Uh, we all have. And uh, that's just sort of a big part of our culture, part of our sort of climate. It's just this is who we are. Uh, but also the C F L being such a strong brand and and such great tradition here in, in Canada. You know, a lot of kids, uh, a lot of young people love love the game of football. Football is a very big, big sport up here too. You know, a lot of kids play football when they're younger and and all the way through up through high school. So it is a pretty big, pretty big deal up here as well.
0: And and does the skill kind of cross the sports there? Can can you be a really good hockey player, which makes you a good football player, or vice versa? Well, I I, you know I'm
3: always in favor of the multi sport athlete. So I think I think all these kind of all the different sports can can sort of help each other. Uh, you know, at at all levels, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, I, absolutely. Some of the day, same skills and same of the values that your coaches teach you and so forth. Yeah, those... Those definitely crossover from the from the different sports for sure.
0: Okay, well, let's talk. Uh, dive right into the, your team, uh, Vincent Massey. We're talking with, by the way, uh, Kelsey McKay on High School Football America tonight. Uh, built the program up uh, eight years ago. It got started, and uh, let's let's kind of dive into it here and tell us a little <laughs> bit about last year. I mean, I gotta I gotta imagine that you're excited about this year. Do you open camp coming up, or you just opened it up? I can't remember. Your, your yeah, team, we your... we
3: start we actually open up uh, camp on the twenty second of August. Uh, we don't start school here till after the the, the first weekend in September. Okay, uh, up here in Canada, so we're a little bit later where we start. Uh, we're yeah, we start on the twenty second last year. Uh, we won what is called the Anivets Bowl, which is the Army Navy Air Force Veterans Bowl, uh, and we have three tiers here in the Winnipeg High School Football League. So we we play in the top tier, and and uh, for the first time in history, in our history, our short history. Uh, we we won the Anavets Bowl Championship, but so it's the equivalent of our provincial championship here in in uh, Manitoba up here in Canada. So we're really excited. We had uh, mostly a junior team, uh, you know. So this year, yeah, we're a little bit more of a senior team this year. It's it's going to be quite interesting. You know, we're going to get everybody's A plus game every single week, and uh, you know, it, it's it, it, you know to, to to win a title is such a really exciting thing that first time, but. You know, to have the opportunity to defend it is is you know it's, it's going to be character based. It's not going to be ability based. So we're we're really excited about that opportunity. There's no doubt about it.
0: And I know what uh, got you all fired up to to tweet me back uh, earlier this year <laughs> is you got a pretty darn good quarterback. Who you were saying, you know, Jeff. This I've been around this game a long time. He, he's a good one. So uh, let's start with him and tell us a little bit about how good he is. Get his name in here. And uh, how, how far can he go? Is he a kid that's going to play in your collegiate level?
3: Okay, yeah, his name's Andreas Dueck. Uh He's been with us, uh, we started him as a, as a, a grade 10 kid um, a couple years ago, and he's really, really progressed. He's put in a lot of off-season time, really doing a lot of training, a lot of throwing, and, and uh, he's a good one. There is no doubt about it. He's, con- he's considered one of the top high school quarterbacks in Canada, and uh, he's heard you know, by many CIS coaches up here that he, uh, you know, he's sort of number one on their board. So, you know, as we speak, he's, he's out West actually doing so on vacation with his parents, but they're also visiting a number of campuses on some unofficial visits kind of thing, just sort of, sort of see and sort of go and talk to their coaches. Uh, but he definitely, you know, our hometown Manitoba Bisons, which is head coached by my old high, uh, high school coach, Brian Doby, uh, really, you know, really wants him to stay in, in province and play for Manitoba Bisons as well. Andreas is really good. You know, the, the thing about him is he, you know, he's a basketball player as well. He a sort of place point guard, and he also you know he's a great decision maker, and that's the one thing that really drew me to, to him to say you know what you're a great leader, you're a great kid, you work hard, you you make a you have great conviction when you make a decision, right or wrong, and and you learn from those mistakes as well, and you learn from your your good decisions as well. So he's really really good. He throws the ball, he's, he can really rip that ball, that's for sure. And we run sort of a spread kind of option kind of offense based on on his decision making half the time. I don't know who's getting the ball and I'm not even sure if it's a run or pass. That decision is is up to him, regardless of the concept that I call, you know, he's, he's really, he's really good. He's really, I'm very proud of him. I'm very, uh, really excited to see how he's going to play this year. I I think he's going to have a great season. And then at the CIS level, I think he's going to really, really, really
0: thrive. And and because you are the ambassador for a Canadian high school football, I have to go off on a tangent before we get back to some of the other kids. Which is, you mentioned the recruiting there. Uh, can you can compare and contrast uh, recruiting in Canada uh, for the uh, high school athlete to go to the next level versus uh, America? Uh, in terms of
3: the, the the depth of the recruiting, it uh, there's. Or just, you know, just is he a, able to play at that next level? No,
0: just kind of, you know, the, the concept. You know, down here we have, you know, the rivals, the 24-7 sports. you got got, you know, your, your yeah. rankings. I mean, is it the same there? Do you have a similar system? Uh, yeah, there, of- yeah, there is
3: a, sort of a similar system. There's a uh, there's a website called CanadaFootballChat.com, and they, they sort of have the rankings of the of the teams as well as they sort of have their top 100 uh, in, in Canada. But, you know, it's, it's because we're so spread out and, and it's so regional, based it's you know i mean it's a really good kind of thing but you know it's like anything else it's a guideline uh so there's a little bit of that but you know what i mean everybody you know they have their own recruiting coordinators and you really got to sort of reach out and you really got to sell your sell your kids as well versus people you know the budget and stuff to do recruiting up here is not the same that it would be down south so you really got to go out and really be proactive to try to sell your kids out there Good. So it's a little bit different.
0: No, no, like I said, you're in charge of uh, educating. You're a teacher here on High School Football America. Tonight we're talking yeah. Kelsey McKay, uh, Vincent Massey. Uh, they're coming off of a championship last year in the Winnipeg High School Football League in the the biggest division. And you mentioned you got you know some. It always helps to have a, a starting quarterback back who's won a championship. <laughs> but let's get some names of some kids in there that you expect some things out of this year from a leadership role to to see if 2016 can be as good as 2015.
3: Well. Uh, we have a couple of really, really good football players.
1: Uh, receivers, two of them as squad. receivers, very quick, very fast. And I'm watching on the highlights. You know, the game. You know what? This is brains Bill.
0: Hey, Kelsey, hang on a second. Hang on, hang on. A huh? second. The line went crazy there for a second. Um, okay. I think we're gonna have to edit there, and you can pick up just kind of the way you started that answer there, and I'll just make an edit. Just let me uh, talk. Okay. Let me, see, let me hear your voice again so I make sure it's solid. Okay. Yeah. Does, okay. That, does that work? Yep. Okay. Just pick it up there off of the question I ask you about leadership, who you expect. Okay. Out. Okay. And let me count you down. When I hit one, then you can start. Okay. Edit here. Coming in three, two, one.
3: Okay. Well, we expect big things out of a couple of receivers. Abdul Gassama, who's uh, very fast, very quick. Uh, you know, he makes a lot of really exciting things happen once or twice during the game. There's a highlight there. Uh, Braden Seville is big, tall, lanky receiver, six, 195 pounds, uh, out on the, out on the edge. And, and, uh, he's sort of our diamond in the rough. He's probably our most improved player. He's now sort of caught up to his body in terms of his strength and control. And, uh, you know, he's done really, really well over the summer. Uh, and on, and on, defense, uh, we have a defensive end who's been heavily recruited. His name's Jalen Burley. Uh, you know, he is dynamite. What a great athlete, big, solid kid Was a converted running back, but defensive end is sort of his position at the next level. And we have a couple actually young linebackers actually only going into grade 11, Eric Bajalski and Jonah Komorowski, who started for us in grade 10. We called them our baby linebackers last year, but boy, are they tough and boy, are they smart. You know they're just really really good kids, so and another kid his name's Galata Gurmu, uh, outs and probably our best overall athlete at uh, defensive halfback and he he can just light it up, he's smart, he's aggressive, uh, he plays that ball well and he, he he's a he's a playmaker. there's no doubt about that.
0: So talk about the league a little bit. the Winnipeg High School Football League uh, you, uh, you said you're in the biggest division, so explain how the setup of the league is and talk about some of the teams that have been good through the years.
3: Okay, well, there's three, there's three tiers in the uh, varsity division. Uh, there's 10 in the top division, 10 in the second division, and 11 in, in the third division. And uh, we actually set it up. Uh, it's not based on population of school. It's based on a number of factors, returning players, returning starters, provincial team players, Uh, your success the year before. So there's sort of a formula based on that. And then there's a general meeting where we do a whole bunch of voting with our coaches and so forth. And people ask, we should be here, we should be there. So there's a whole bunch of things that go into it. Uh, Traditionally at the top level, um, you know, St. Paul's uh, high school, uh in uh, in Winnipeg here it's been the the powerhouse for a number of years. They won so many of the last championships and that's what we beat in the final last year. They're always, you know, they're they're sort of the, the measuring stick uh program here in, in our uh, they sort they sort of set the bar you know we're game of the year again and, and uh just like we did last year. So it's yeah, they're 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 awesome. Oak Park uh high school has also been a power up here. Uh, you know, they, they currently have, uh, you know, one of the better young football players in the CFL and Nick Dembski from their program, uh, right now. So, I mean, it's St. Paul's Oak Park. It's traditionally been the sort of power and that's who we've always strived to be, you know, to be on par with. And last year we had a
0: really good year and we're able to play with them and I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about kind of the the history of football in Winnipeg uh one of you know, another good export uh hall of fame coach uh, who's a hall of fame coach in the CFL I think he's the only guy uh to be a, a hall of famer a hall of famer in both uh, uh Bud Grant uh played there in Winnipeg and then you know came down here and did what he did with the Minnesota Vikings his son uh, Mike Grant who's been on the show great coach at Eden yeah. Prairie in Minnesota tell tell me a little bit about the the, the professional history there cuz it's pretty pretty deep and pretty storied
3: yeah, okay. uh, Bud Grant uh, coached up here in the 60s and stuff before he went down to, to have great success with the Minnesota Vikings. And they won a number of great cup uh, championships uh, up here. And, uh, you know, those teams are
1: legendary.
2: they're,
3: they're, uh, they're back. Kenny Plain is one of the more revered, uh, really respected athletes in professional ever, uh, you know, Peter Winnipeg in, in any sport.
1: And, uh, you
3: know, so, I mean, you know, to draw a line back to our school, his uh, Gordon back a few years ago, Ryan Hosgood, and uh, it was a pleasure to coach him uh, as well. Uh, we actually played against Mike Grant's Eden Prairie team, I think, in 2010, second year of our uh, existence, and they needed to uh, fill out their their schedule, so they came up here, and uh, you know, we sort of uh, combined the two. Two games in terms of rules, and uh, yeah, they showed us what really top-level uh, American high school football is all about. <laughs> it was, but it was a great experience for us. It and was, It was, you know, a great experience for them as well to come up here to Canada, and you know, it was sort of coming back home here for Mike and. And I believe uh, Mr. Uh, Grant was also up here uh, to watch the game and and visit old friends and so forth. So, yeah, they, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Grant definitely is is very well respected here and and, uh, here with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and then CFL
0: and and speaking of respected uh when i was joking about uh, our mutual good friend jeff steinberger who coaches down here at rancho verde in southern california he's 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 an export too we don't want to leave him off the list of good things that you exported and all that but when i i, I tweeted out that we were going to have some canadian football on last week uh he, he said you know here here's one for you um uh, coach mckay was a mentor of mine at the beginning tell us a little bit about the relationship between you and jeff and give me some dirt because i love i love surprising him with stuff and i i know he's listening so if you can give Give me anything. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know, it, Jeff,
3: Jeff and I go way back. We coached together about 20 years ago uh, for mild high school coach, uh, Brian Doby, who's again, who's now at the U of M. And, and uh, Jeff actually was teaching with Brian. I was at another school at the time, an elementary school, wanting to get into that mild old high school. And we coached together for a few years. And then um, when he actually went down south to pursue his dream of, of what he's doing right now, coaching high school football, I actually was able to take his position and then coach at my old high school and eventually take over as head coach. So that's sort of how that the logistics go. But Jeff and I, you know, we remain really good friends. We, we talk all the time and, and uh, text all the time and. Uh you know he's 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 been oh, I don't have a lot of dirt on Jeff tell you the darn, truth. Darn darn. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. And uh, th- yeah you're welcome Jeff. And uh but you know he's such a he's been a great role model for myself. I know he made a couple of nice comments about myself but you know he and I were sort of coming up through through the ranks at the same time and and uh his path took him there and and I stayed home. Uh but he's he's done extremely well and we're very proud of him. Everybody up here knows you know how successful Jeff has is, is, has done down there, and he's coaching in the Bigs. As far as we're concerned, it's just uh, it's you know we're very proud of him, and and uh, you know uh, he's just done done extremely well. You know it's it's interesting when we're talking about recruiting with Andreas. I actually had Jeff call Andreas and and talked a little bit about recruiting and about keeping control of his own recruiting and, and being in charge of that, and and gave him some advice because you know he deals with. You know, his quarterback from a couple of years ago is, you know, playing for Nick Saban in Alabama now. So Jeff has dealt with some pretty big heavy hitters down there. And, and uh, so Jeff is, you know, always willing to help out and give it a different perspectives. And he and I go back and forth on a lot of this kind of stuff. But he's he's done extremely well, and we're very, very proud of him. I, I can see him being a CIS coach up here, a head coach one day, if uh, if he really, really wanted to. And, um, you know, eventually maybe even a CFL coach at this level. He He's that good and that intelligent and, and that good a person,
0: that's for sure. Yeah, and I, I'm just joking about that. And Yeah, Blake Barnett was a good one. Blake <laughs> Barnett, who's in Alabama, was good. Yeah, actually, all Jeff's worried about right now is uh, I, I don't pull on him what I pulled the uh, first time he was on our Los Angeles show when I, I dropped. But I won't say that, but just let Jeff know I have not forgotten about that. And I also remember he told me he's, he's going to get even with me one day, so I got to I got to stay a, a step ahead of him, Kelsey. Uh, and let's, let, everybody, we're talking with uh, Kelsey McKay tonight, uh, high school football coach Vincent Massey in, in Winnipeg up in Canada, talking about... The game, he's done a great job laying it out. But let's uh, let's kind of talk about as you open camp here, uh, some of the things you want to see happen to to let you know that this team is ready to go after a back to back championship there in the uh, Winnipeg High School Football League.
3: Well, you know, we uh, you know for us it's uh, you, we we always talk about off the field kind of stuff. We talk about their character and the, and what kind of young men they are in their community and so forth. We talk about those values all the time. I know that we have a lot of physical ability, a lot of of good talent in our team, you know, uh, just just like St. Paul's and Oak Park would, that's for sure. Uh, But for us, it's it's just, it's taking care of their character. That's always been the most important thing. And the winning will take care of itself. You know, if you're a good friend and you're a good teammate, you're a good son, you know, you're a good friend, all those kind of things, winning takes care of, you know, success takes care of itself. So we always go in the camp and we just sort of put our head down, we put our hand in the dirt and we just go to work. You know, and then no one's going to outwork us. And then hopefully, when all is said and done, we're, we're going to be successful and standing there at the top at the end of the year. I mean, that's sort of always been our—you know—we don't really don't do a lot of talking. We don't do a lot of—you know—online stuff, none of that kind of stuff. We're we're just we just have a great work ethic in our program and our coaches and our, our players of you know that's really part of our identity and part of our culture here at Vincent Massey. And then um, you know, hopefully, at the end of it, we're, we're doing really well.
0: Well, Coach, uh, you you said good friends there a few seconds ago. You've been a good ambassador for uh, Canadian high school football. We really appreciate <laughs> you taking the time here. And, and, and like I said, uh, it's all about your your team and your school. But you did a great job of explaining the sport and, and difference. It's just very very cool, and uh, I'm glad to have you as the uh, first Canadian, uh, at least <laughs> f- playing in Canada. We had Steinberg because he's going to come back. He's like I was yeah. the first. I'm the first Canadian on the. No, it okay. We got it. But Kelsey, thank you so much for for, for joining us and having some fun here with Jeff too and I'll uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll hear something about this once the interview ends so thanks for joining us and have a great 2016
3: Thank you Jeff really appreciate the opportunity to talk about Canadian football on your show thank you
0: you're very welcome, and that's going to do it for tonight's show. A great show tonight. I want to thank all of our guests on the show, uh, beginning with uh, Troy McAllister at Phillips Academy there on the south side of Chicago. Go to their GoFundMe page and help them out. What a great job by Troy and his staff there. The reigning 4A champs in uh, the state of Illinois. Nobody probably expected it, but back-to-back years getting to the state championship, they're looking to go back there for a third straight season. Again, we're going to tweet out here at the end of the show how you can go to their GoFundMe page, but Just go to GoFundMe.com. And search uh, Phillips Academy, I also want to thank uh, Terry Gamble the new head coach at Allen, talking about the fourteenth ranked Eagles, a big game coming up next week as they open up against the Alabama power, the Hoover Buccaneers. That should be a good one, and we also want to thank uh, Kelsey McKay for joining us here to talk a little Canadian high school football. that was a lot of fun learning about the difference between the games, but you know the one thing we find out you know football's kind of universal, uh, yeah, they might use a lot of CFL rules, but at the uh, at the end of the day football is is football I want to thank all of our uh, sponsors on tonight's show remember you only have one more day to register to get a free year of crossover that's right i said it right crossover in high school football america teaming up you can get your game film broken down for you you don't have to go through all that time and energy on the weekends you can do what you do best which is coach the way you do it is you sign up for a free five minute demo Just go to crossover.com forward slash HSFA. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash HSFA. Also brought to you tonight by Echo 1612. It's not too late to get your instant replay sideline system sent to you in time for your season opener. Of course, that's unless you're playing some games tonight or tomorrow, but uh, in time for uh, what uh, should be a real great week next week as most of America kicks off and you can watch a lot of the great games around America on E. ESPN with their Geico kickoff classic so you can go to echo 1612.com to learn more just go to highschoolfootballamerica.com if you can't remember the uh, the website Just go to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com and click on the banner ad to get to Echo 1612. Also brought to you by USA Today High School Sports by ScoreStream. Check out all the scores this weekend from around the country by going to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. We have state-by-state scoreboards and the Top 25 scoreboard. Check it out at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. And brought to you by the good folks at Southern Sport. They are the makers of the TDI Razor, the Debris Inhibitor Razor. Keep those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes by going to TDI Razor, Razor with dot com. Use the code HSFA to get a discount on your order. 20 great colors. You'll love them. They give you the great look of spouting without the high cost of tape as well. But more importantly, keep those pellets out of your shoes. I hate them when I'm on the sidelines uh, watching a ball game, uh, and, and they're just everywhere, and they... Get back in the house when you walk in at home. You got to kick them out of your shoes. TDI Razor with a U R A Z U R dot com HSFA is the code. Alright, that's going to do it for tonight's show. It was a fun show when we're uh, away, not on the air, meaning between now and next Thursday. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at HSFB America. Check out the turnaround written every every day by Jason Strunk, the head coach at Lubbock High School. It's a great inside look at what Strunky does to turn around the program there, the Westerners in the west side of Texas. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You You've been listening to High School Football America.